on 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is Newstalk. We're now on, is it day five of RTE, pretty much on the front of every single newspaper this morning. The papers today going for a lot of puns on the front pages, uh, playing on the name D Forbes. So if you go for the Irish Sun, D-Day for RTE. D Forbes resigned yesterday as the payment scandal went into overdrive. Then we go for the Irish Daily Mirror, which is no secret deals. Top presenters Claire Byrne, Joe Duffy and Miriam O'Callaghan yesterday denying they'd received secret payments like Ryan Tuberty. Then the Irish Daily Star goes with nothing to declare, so a play on Claire Byrne's name rather than D Forbes's name. You kind of need to see these front pages, but you get the gist anyway. That's more about um, the top RT stars revealing their pay. And it's quite interesting. I know, obviously, people welcomed the clarity from Joe Duffy, Claire Byrne, uh, Miriam O'Callaghan. Uh, they welcomed the transparency as well. It mightn't be quite the moment, though, that they thought it was, because I think for a lot of people... When you hear someone say, I earn or I am paid €350,000, your jaw probably opens at the number that they're being paid rather than what they're actually saying. So while they welcome the transparency, uh, they're also sort of people are realising, God, it's an awful lot of money. And people would wonder as well, is that money that Virgin Media would pay if they were interested or would News Talk pay or Today FM or whoever, would they be spending €351,000 on Joe Duffy or 280000 on Claire Byrne or whatever? So it's doing, uh, for a lot of people, a moment of reflection to think about how much presenters are paid. And always the question is, are they worth it? Are there others who can do it? But they're all fine broadcasters, as we know. And in fairness to all the broadcasters, they've been really, really professional in covering this story because it's a bit awkward talking about your colleagues and your bosses on air every single day. Irish Daily Mail also goes with RT on the front page. Uh, They say that the um, trawl of pay is going to go back 15 years and it'll be all top stars. So payments to all of RT's big presenters are going to be forensically examined in a trawl dating back 15 years, according to the Irish Daily Mail. Uh, Other stories to do with RT on the front pages, Irish Independent, clamp down on RTE spending in wake of the Tuberty scandals. Uh, so there's going to have to be a clampdown on spending, which could be bad news, you'd imagine, for maybe the independent sector, which works with RT a lot. But they have to rein in the spending and watch the governance there and uh, how much money is spent on different things. And finally, the Irish Times, Tuberty inquiry, Tuberty inquiries face Forbes pushback. So two Oireachtas committees are facing pushback from former RTE Director General D. Forbes in their efforts to investigate hidden payments to presenter Ryan Tuberty. Now, I was saying yesterday, I don't know, will members of the public be glued to Oireachtas committees? Maybe they will, though, because there's been so much talk about these two committees this week. It could be as big as when John Delaney appeared before a committee in the past, uh, although the politicians will be hoping that RTE maybe answers more questions than John Delaney did back when he appeared before TDs and Senators. Elsewhere, away from RT on the front pages, the Irish Times also says that two private health insurers are going to make innovative new cancer drugs available more quickly to patients. And this is being described as a U-turn in policy. So you're talking here about Irish life 
and Leia, who say they will provide cover for the treatments as soon as the drugs are clinically approved by the European Medicines Agency. Up to now, they have generally waited until the HSE decides to reimburse the drugs, but now they're going to go with whatever the EU does. So U-turn being described there, and I'm sure that will be uh, welcomed by some. Now, the Irish Examiner on the front page looks at student accommodation and refugees, and they go to Cork, where uh, a student village there is not going to be available for students because Ukrainian refugees are going to be there instead. Two government departments are clashing over the housing of Ukrainian refugees as it emerges that a student village in Cork City is to be closed to students for the upcoming academic term. This is Cork Student Village, which has been contracted by the Department of Integration to provide accommodation for people um, who are seeking temporary protection for 12 months. So because they're housing refugees, they're not able to house students. And this is an apartment complex which is close to UCC's main campus and there's 63 to 6 bed apartments. So the question now would be, where do students wanting to go to UCC live if uh, these facilities are being taken away from them, certainly for the next year? Inside the Irish Times, they're looking at puberty blockers in children and the HSE is going to review the use of them uh, with uh, these are for children who have gender dysmorphia and this is or sorry dysphoria uh, this follows what they've done in England where they're limiting the use of puberty blockers uh, and that's been limited to clinical research so because the NHS is doing this according to the Irish Times the HSE is reviewing the use of puberty blockers in children here then we also have in the Irish Independent more about some of these gift vouchers, which I know if you have a gift voucher from certain shopping centres, you'll be very interested in this. We're going to be talking about it on News Talk Breakfast this morning and have some advice for you. What do you do if you have one of these gift vouchers? But Charlie Weston writes that thousands of consumers who have gift cards issued by shopping centres are worried they're going to lose out. <clears throat> and the reason they're worried they're going to lose out uh, is because the payments firm that manages the gift cards was shut down by regulators. So shopping centres you're talking about here, Liffey Valley, uh, Man Point Shopping Centre, also the Whitewater in Newbridge, the Square in Tala, a number of other shopping centres have gift cards and uh, people have been told they're currently unable to accept the gift cards issued for the shopping centres by the shopping centres. This is because regulators in Lithuania revoked the licence of the company involved in the gift card managing of the money for gross, systematic and multiple violations of money laundering laws and fears over terrorist financing law violations. So we'll have advice on breakfast here on News Talk about this, but uh, certainly it would be a concern if you have a gift card that you're hoping to spend. Staying with money and consumer issues, you can save money if you stay an extra night on holidays. This is according to which the Times of London tells us, uh, obviously people like to stay one more night, just one more night, if they could on holidays, if they could afford it. But researchers say not only might this be cheaper, but it could even make financial sense. Researchers have found that with some shopping around, you could save more than a thousand quid by staying on an extra night, which 
analysed the prices of more than 400 package holidays and they found numerous examples of trips where 11 nights were cheaper than 10. So they look at holidays in Fortaventura, uh, in Corfu, uh, various different places and they say even with Crete as well, if you shop around, put in 11 nights rather than 10, you can actually save money uh, because they're trying to reduce prices and they're getting very, very creative. So something to consider. We're going to Spain soon and eight nights was cheaper than seven because the flights were cheaper and also the Airbnb for some reason was cheaper for eight nights rather than seven. Now the only thing I will say, you will spend more money the extra day and night there but it's nice to get an extra day out of it if you can. So there's advice in the Times of London about that. Now that's talking about summer we're now looking at Christmas in the Irish Sun because uh, Alan Hughes is selling tickets for his panto right now in June. Alan Hughes and Carl Broderick are gearing up to mark 25 years of their panto. Uh, they're putting it on in Dublin's National Stadium and tickets for the show are already on sale even though it's not until Christmas and they say they expect that the initial tickets will sell quickly and they say early booking is advised. Kind of bizarre in June but that's the the, uh, demand for it. Final story for you comes from the Eye and they're looking at how you can be a downer at a dinner party. So just some tips if you're invited to someone's house for dinner. The things you shouldn't talk about. Some topics are strictly off limits. Number one, and this is kind of relevant in Ireland too, it's an English survey, but number one is Brexit. Just don't mention Brexit at the dinner table when you're invited over for dinner. Also, you shouldn't mention Love Island, who owns football clubs, Partygate, the Royal Family, Work, Piers Morgan, Wagatha Christie, Elon Musk or Mark Zuckerberg and train or airplane delays. So they're the top 10 conversational downers. Something to uh, consider if you want to be a polite guest at the dinner table. On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com This, this is Newstalk.